0: Okay, looks like it looks like we are going. I think we're good to go. Got the sound levels good. I think Hopefully. so. Yeah, well, Lord willing, right? Lord help us mm, sound. All right, cue the traumatic music. Meow. <laughs> With those sounds, this is the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast line. <laughs> Uh, trying something new why not <laughs> keep it uh, <me> fresh <laughs> yo. All right, i'm your host jeff hall I'm with me most always patrick terry there we go in look the look building <laughs> <coughs> patrick good evening good evening sir. good evening sir. yes um good evening <laughs> yes it's uh we're off to a awesome start i was uh getting some words of encouragement before uh from non some non uh because i have i'm surrounded by good friends because that's what you should do surround yourself with good friends and um one of my good friends from now 11 years um was texting me about uh, a project he's doing i guess is a good way to word that yeah um but one he doesn't really want people to know about so i'm just leaving it as is and he decided to just randomly start giving me uh. Some words of encouragement. And I'm always appreciative, and he's uh, he's been a good friend for that. So Travis, I thank you. Um, so with that being said, uh, good evening. And uh, so uh, what's new, man? You know my story.
1: <laughs> work. I
0: don't know uh, all your stories. <laughs> well, that's
1: that's all it's been this week. Just okay. another week of work and <clears throat> trying to get much sleep. Hadn't really been sleeping. You know, I'm going in. About 10.45, if I'm not going to a movie. Right. Get home by 10.45 and staying up sometimes like 3, 4 Oof. o'clock. Good night. And then well, I wake up 10. So, still getting five and a half to six hours. Yeah. But, you know,
0: <clears throat> it kind of kind of wears on you after a while. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like... The, I guess it was six months. <clears throat> the When I was on Evenings Working With You. Mm-hmm. And some of our other awesome people on seconds. I've always, as someone who's worked midnights for at least a dozen years, um, I always found it. People are like, "God, isn't that hard?" Can you know how do you sleep during the day? I'm like, "Have you ever have you ever taken a nap?" Just imagine taking a nap for eight hours instead of like two or three. Right. And that's what's that's what working midnights is like. You just nap for eight hours. And- it's a room darkening shades are good, but one thing I can never get used to was a sleep pattern for working evenings. Yeah, it was harder just when, uh, just when I was just uh, married and didn't have any kids. Right, it was still hard to try and get a good sleep pattern going and trying to wind down. I don't really wind down. It's just I'm just not. Like, I don't feel, like, super energized, but I just feel like I'm not... The body just won't rest. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I just can't go straight to sleep. Yeah. As much as I want to go straight to sleep, I right. just couldn't. Um, it was a lot easier on work at midnights than it was on evenings to do that. Oh, there were some mornings when it was super nice out, especially, like, during the summertime. You're like, I can get X, Y, and Z done. True. Knock it on out. Yeah, but at the same time... And then you always sacrifice sleep over it. So that was a little bit harder, but I kind of forced myself you know, over over the years to kind of make myself sleep. But evenings, I just never could. Yeah. And now with kids, it's even harder because you still have a hard time, you know, I still had a hard time getting to sleep and then, you know, I have to get up early, get the kids up and get them to school and preschool and then get them out the door. Right. And then I've got like, and then I'm up. Yeah. I mean, I could come home maybe trying to, I'm not going to nap. Once I'm up, I'm kind of up. Yeah, I'm And way. then... Yeah, and I mean, I could do other things, which is great because it afforded me the opportunity to get stuff done around the house or whatever. But right. I could never, I could never just go back to sleep. It was just always kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on days now, it's, it's it took a while, but I found you know it would just you would think would be just normal, mm-hmm. um, but it's the frequency of it. I just never could. Right. You know, and it's taken time and. Um, Couple of weeks back when I wasn't, and I still had the upper respiratory that was really kind of kicking my butt. Um, it was hard for me to, you know, just wake up and then just get going. Right. And most people are like, "Well, yeah, that's most people when they get up in the morning." No, I'm usually once the alarm goes off at least twice I'm up and then I get moving. But I cannot like I had a, I was forcing myself to get up and get going, even when I got and usually I listen to some good music to kind of get me going and get me in the right frame of mind, being a positive one. And, um, you know, it was just like, oof, the yeah, it still was rough, but sorry. I didn't mean to monopolize talking about sleep patterns. That's <laughs> kind of, right. kind of random, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah,
1: yeah, you know, working evenings works for me cause I don't necessarily have to set an alarm. You know, right. I wake up and I don't sleep later than 10. You know, yeah. so I might wake up a couple of times, but then 10 o'clock, I'm pretty much up. But, um, yeah. But I did notice on a couple of movies I watched after work, it kind of, like, I was kind of tired. Yeah. And it kind of affected. So, you know, I don't know if that had an effect on what I thought of these movies. See? So they might. It might. Right. It might. right. <laughs> so
0: we'll, we'll see. <laughs> like Joker for me. Yeah. Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which I'm... Um, Started re watching Joker. I think I made it only 20 minutes in and I fell asleep because I mean, I wasn't watching it during the middle of the day to try and stay up and watch. I mean, I put it on if I stayed up and watched it. Great if I fell asleep, oh well. Yeah, you know, I downloaded it, so it's, it's watch it whenever. Yeah, but, um, okay. Um, well, uh, for those that know, obviously, uh, this weekend was Grayson's first dance competition of the season. Uh, we drove to Knoxville, which I have never purposefully gone to Knoxville. I've never had a reason to purposefully go to Knoxville. Um, for those that do not live in Tennessee, Knoxville is the home of the university of Tennessee. It's all orange and white checkered or just orange and white. And it's, um, it's a bit much if you're not into hunting or work at home Depot or, <laughs> or even remotely a Vols fan. Yeah. Which would be me. So, um, but, no, it was fine. We were only there a day. Um, we drove we drove down um, Friday night, Friday evening. Um, and then uh, we were trying to find food downtown Knoxville. And I'm, like, thinking, you know, where getting mad because, like, why would you just stop somewhere? Right. Like, one of the eight exits that had food. And I'm, like, because I I'd there would be food right there and it would just be easier. Right. It would stay fresher and I wouldn't have to exit off and then exit back, you know, and then get back on. And just be just exit off once, and I'm done, and then just drive around. True. So it's like, all right, well, there's Chick Fil A close by. We're driving by, driving through the campus or towards campus, I guess you know, area by campus, and then we turn. She goes, she goes, this, she goes, this Chick Fil A is going to wind up being in student commons, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, ooh, there's probably a chance of that. <laughs> we drive by and, sure, <laughs> sure yeah. So, uh, we didn't have Chick-fil-A. Wow. <laughs> That's what we just run in and grab it. Probably don't have a, probably can't get in, I go. Um, and, of course, me, I'm, like, looking, I'm, like, I don't see a card swipe anywhere or a key access. You know, I don't see a card access or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, we might be able to, but <clears throat> we, we weren't going to push it. So, we ended up just driving down the street a little bit further and down to McDonald's. And all was right in the world. Cool. But we saw the Tennessee campus that... And it looks, I mean, it looks like a nice campus enough if you're a Vols fan. Right. Um, I'm not, so therefore I'm just like, all right, we're good. That's cool. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, There's the street named after Peyton Manning. Great. Here we go. (laughs) Far away from that. Um, No, it's a beautiful campus, though. And then we, you know, everybody got to bed, and then we had to get up at the ass crack of dawn. And, uh. Get her there. She performed at like eight something. Um, they live streamed everything, so that was nice. Um, her She had her duo, and they actually did really well. What cracked me up, at the very end, when they go off the stage, mm-hmm. supposed to look out to the audience and wave. Right. So she's holding, Grayson's holding the other girl, Karis, holding her hand um, as they're going off the stage. <laughs> Karis looks out to the audience to wave. Grayson looks back to the backdrop and waves at the backdrop at the back of the stage. I'm like, whos she? With? Oh Lord. God bless her.. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they had she had an absolute blast. They placed fourth out of ten. Good. So that's for their first competition. It was great. It's better than what I what I was expecting because last year during their very first competition, it was four of them doing a little well, tiny routine. Of uh, Aladdin's friend like me, and it was whew, it was to kind of tough to watch. So they, her and Karis have come a long way. Um One of the people moved to Michigan, and the other person moved to the other person, uh, her and her, or him and his sister, went and moved to a different dance company. Um But they, but they did. I mean, so Karis and Grayson are the only two left, and they did great. I was very proud of them. So, yeah, they placed fourth out of ten. So then we were there for a few more hours. York had a friend. um, One of the other girls on the dance team has a brother that's right around York's age. He, I did not know this until I was talking with him and his dad. Mm -hmm. You can actually hook a PlayStation controller up to your, you could sync it up, I guess, via Bluetooth to your cell phone. So you could play games. Instead of having to use the phone, you know, the, the touch, touchscreen pad, yeah, touch screen yeah. controllers, you can use the gamepad, like your game controller. Yeah. So we were having to, so of course, York's having me Google how to, because we couldn't connect to the Wi Fi because the Wi Fi was messed up. Right. And he's like, how do you connect? So I'm trying to figure this out. And uh, then York's also wanted me to see how he can, see if he can connect the Switch to the iPad. Because he says he sucks playing. Fortnite on the ipad with the touch touchpad yeah says i'm terrible dad like like he was like embarrassed <laughs> by how bad he was comparatively and i said all right so i looked it up not available for the switch yet um but xbox one controllers and ps4 controllers
1: It's much better cause i've tried playing games with the touchscreen because if you don't have a sure. big phone with a big enough screen yep. your fingers are going to take over the whole screen it's exactly rough. it's hard it <laughs> it's is difficult.
0: no it, it, i agree um so York, was, I said, listen. At least we know for the next time, we'll bring your Xbox controller. We'll hook it up. Right. So, um, anyways, they were able to do a hotspot off of like their iPad or something like that. Uh, so they were both still able to play teams on Fortnite and stuff like that. So the two of them, you yeah. know, just uh, chilled and played. Played Xbox all day, so well Xbox played Fortnite all day Fortnite. on their devices, so they were happy, That's and cool. um, so that was nice. And then uh, Grayson's team um, did awesome; they took first, and they're out of all the of, you know had the highest score out of all the team uh, performances. So yeah, it's cool. it a good night. And then um, other solos and duos did really good. We were watching the live stream today on the TV. Um, for a good chunk of the day. And, yeah. um, no, they did. They're at the awards time. They, they were cleaning up. So they actually, one division took first, second, and third. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they did good. And then, uh, and then took first and third on the last awards. So yeah, for, I forgot which categories, but no, they did, they did real good. I was you know, They're off to a good start for the season. That's good. Um, and so I multi, I posted the picture, but I multitest. Um, there towards the end, we had used up all of our power banks, our portable batteries. I had two little small stick ones, and then my brick one that I have. Yeah. All three of them were dead. Dang. <laughs> okay. And so we were at the back of the auditorium, and there was like an out, like two, four outlet, spot things. Mm-hmm. So York plugged the switch in, plugged the iPad in. He's charging that. I'm charging my phone. I'm charging two power batteries. I think that sounds right. My phone, two power batteries, or something like that. We had like six outlets taken up. Wow. Yeah. So I was making the outline for tonight and um, watching one of the movies that I'm going to talk about. What in between like solo performances? They wanted to that. Um, you know, it's so Grayson to see some of her friends do their solos. Right. So we stayed, and I just stayed in the back. So, yeah. So that's now. And then we came back last night. Um, and then after the kids went to bed, I finished watching that movie and watched the other movie I'm going to talk about. And didn't nod off once. I'm hella proud of myself. There you go. Yeah, so proud. I text you <laughs> about it. Anyways, uh, let's get into it. You're first tonight.
1: Alrighty. <clears throat> got three movies tonight. Uh, First one is Just Mercy. Okay. Uh, This is a legal drama uh, about the story of Walter McMillan, who was falsely convicted uh, and charged with murder in the state of Alabama. And then uh, this movie was released September 6, 2019, during the Toronto International Film Festival. And then... Later a limited theatrical release on December twenty fifth and then actual wide release on the tenth of January of this gotcha. year. Gotcha. So
0: they they was trying.
1: Yeah. They were I mean it did get I think Jamie Foxx had a supporting actor nomination for either Golden Globe or SAG. Oh
0: yeah. I think. It was SAG. Yeah. Uh
1: it's also based on the book by this of the same name by Brian Stevenson, who's the attorney that's portrayed by Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Uh, we also have Jamie Foxx starring plays Macmillan and then we have uh, Rob Morgan Tim Blake Nelson uh, Rafi Spall and Brie Larson So pretty decent cast Okay uh, Also it's directed by Destin Daniel Creighton uh, Previous work The Castle uh, 2017 and upcoming work will be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings for oh, Marvel, the Marvel Yeah yeah, yeah. So, that is big, big. Um, So, I guess a line from this, you can say it's a black man convicted of a murder of a young white woman in Alabama in uh, 1986. Okay. So, the only evidence linking them to him is a testimony from a convicted felon, Mm -hmm. Ralph Meyer. And he did this to receive a lighter sentence for his pending trial. Okay. And um, uh, the attorney, played by Michael B. Jordan, pretty much takes the case on. And after evidence, speaking with his family, and then actually talking to Ralph Meyer himself, determines that there is no way that McMillan's guilty of this crime. Right. So he just sets out to try to get the the charges dropped completely. And um, if you're familiar with the story, you know how it goes. But the performances in the movie are great. Um, I like Michael B. Jordan's performance. I still, like, as far as a, as a lawyer, I don't know if I believed him as a lawyer, but had a strong performance either way. Okay. I was talking with um, somebody from work, and he said maybe they could have flipped Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan's role. but oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. But after they the, the end credit, they kind of showed, showed who Brian Stevenson looked like, and Michael B. Jordan does kind of favor him more. Does favor him, okay. And then... Jamie Foxx's character, he kind of favors him more, so I see why he did that. But overall, the performances were great, and I could see why Jamie Foxx got supporting actor. Animation. Yeah. And um, definitely one worth seeing. Okay. Yep. I actually teared up for a couple of scenes. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. literally, I was just like, wow. Because it was just me and I think one other person. It was weird, because in the theater, this guy was sitting two rows in front of me, mm-hmm. and at some point... He moved from the front row and sat in the very last seat on my row, which was weird. Oh, okay, I was a little nervous, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he after the movie over, he left. But I, gotcha, I didn't know what was gonna happen. <laughs> well, I was well, you sure in popcorn, right? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know who it was. I just saw it, noticed some it, dude, it, huh? Yeah, some guy just switched seats. I'm like, All right, I don't know if you're trying to catch me doing something, like, right. I'm not, I'm not the, the guy to film in the theater. <laughs> Uh, but it's definitely good.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool,
1: cool. Um, my next movie, Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Um, Oscar oh, nominated. Let me go back to Just Mercy. Okay. I couldn't find a budget. Yeah. yeah. But so far, it's made uh, thirty point five million. Okay. So. Um, Jojo Rabbit had a budget of fourteen million. Okay. And so far, it's made fifty four million. So good. Pretty good on the back end. Um, <clears throat> this is listed as a comedy drama. Written and directed by Taika Waititi.
0: Easy for you to say.
1: <laughs> uh, known previously for Thor Ragnarok for yep. Marvel Studios.
0: And Hunt for the Wilderpeople, which is also a really good movie. It's a New Zealand movie. Okay. Uh, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. And the dude from, I can't think of the kid's name. Um, he was in Deadpool 2. He played the dude with the fire, the bigger guy. He played Russell. Okay. okay. Fire Fist. Yeah. Whatever Anyways, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's actually really good. It's a little small indie um, movie, but it, no, it's it's good. good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I would search it out.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see, as far as stars, we've got uh, Roman Griffin Davis, Scarlett Johansson, and um, uh, man, I thought I had this name, Same Thomason. McK- no, <laughs> I think it's Thomason McKenzie.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah.
1: Uh, co-stars Rebel Wilson, Stephen Merchant, Alfie Allen, and Sam Rockwell. Okay. Uh, story follows a ten-year-old boy named Johannes Jojo Belzer or Betsler. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he's living in Nazi Germany during World War II. Uh He attends he attends uh, Hitler Youth training camp
0: as you do yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh, with his best friend Yorkie Uh, he also has an imaginary friend in the form of
0: Adolf Hitler as one does
1: played by Taika there you go and um, Jojo is a huge fan of Hitler okay Uh, he even has pictures up in his room uh, symbols all of the imagery whatever you think of for Nazi Germany he's got it in his room and um, he lives with his mother, Rosie, played by Scarlet. And apparently his dad is uh, in uh, away in Italy fighting a good fight. Uh, he also has a sister who apparently recently died due to illness. Um, I do have a few pros. It's kind of a weird but interesting take on that time in history. Okay. Uh, the humor... It was it was it was okay it was okay it wasn't too bad It was just a little weird you know seeing the I guess overly um, immature version of Hitler right and, but it's coming from a 10 year old perspective so I guess that's how he would imagine how Hitler is from his mind okay um, <clears throat> a con some of the jokes didn't hit and then I kind of feel like the trailer for me was a little misleading. I thought it was gonna be a ton of this ten-year-old boy Hitler. They're going back and forth, kind of like Drop Dead Fred. I kind, yeah. of, I kind of got that kind of vibe for from the, some of the parts, but the um, his imaginary Hitler is not in it a lot. Okay, it kind of focuses more because he's he's a real Nazi Germany kid. He he loves everything with Hitler, but come to find out, his mom's hiding a young Jewish girl in. The wall of his sister's room okay. so it's kind of got a fight with that like you know my beliefs and then i meet this person and it's not exactly what i've been taught and what i've learned uh but um for me even though it's a good movie it didn't hit with me
0: gotcha so and that's so. what i hear as far as review wise, as far or as far as not review but more for i guess well even both audience audiences and critics I think for critics, it's more either you really like it... Right. Or for critics, they're kind of... They either really like it or they really hate it. I think audiences are unsure. Like, they're kind of both. They're kind of like, either you like it or you hate it. Um,
1: Yeah. I can understand.
0: But they're not... Yeah. Like, either you think it's... You know, it's a quirky black comedy that, you know, has a message... Or you take it literal and think it's Nazi propaganda and when it's not it's No, I mean it's definitely it's against Set Tower. It's yeah, it's definitely set tower. Yeah. But I don't I don't it's hard to from what I understand at least and from what I've read that it's hard to kinda of get an I a true idea of the movie just from the trailer.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I can totally see. Um but it also kind of reminds me, at least from what, again, from, what what do I, you know, from the two trailers I've seen, that it it, it can be kind of, that the humor's kind of geared, it's kind of more like Wes Anderson kind of humor, where it's mm-hmm. kind of dry yeah. and satirical, and, but it has, like, there's some heart to it, you know, there's a story, you know, there's a real story yeah. behind it, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, 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 but I think if they have maybe focused a little more on his interaction with the the girl on the wall, yeah, ten year old boy. And um or if they just focused had more of the imaginary Hitler. Yeah. But um I don't know. I, I thought it was a good movie, but it just didn't it just didn't hit with me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not to say don't check it out, you might feel differently.
0: Right. It's just don't, you know, just kinda know what you like basically yeah. if you know you like kind of dark humor type movies and yeah and s- satirical weird. movies and movies that well if you are a fan of would someone that's a fan of thor ragnarok that's not a superhero person maybe still enjoy this movie
1: oh i was a fan of thor ragnarok and it
0: didn't hit <laughs> so, okay that's true i don't know so that's I can't, that's so, that's valid. So i don't know I don't know. No, that's a valid point, Cause, though.
1: Because I've, I've read, I went through and saw read some reviews. Not read them, I just read the numbers. And there's a yeah. lot of 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 8 out of tens. Maybe 2 or 3 here and there was like a 5 out of 10 or a 4 out of 10, a couple of
0: 1 out of 10. Okay. So,
1: it's definitely mixed.
0: Yeah, and I could see, that's what I'm saying, it's, you kind of have to know what you like.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: If you're unsure then I would probably recommend just wait till it comes out at Redbox. That way you're not really out any money. Or a library. Or a <laughs> library. Yeah. You won't be out any money. Yeah.
1: I oh. mean like I don't think it was my a waste of time. Like I yeah. I, I the journey was cool, but right. after watching I was like, Okay, I'm I'm good on it. I don't have to watch it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
1: But I could see how it got nominated. There's one scene in it that's really sad and um that kinda hit but um Gotcha. Yeah. So, last movie, lastly, Bad Boys for Life. Oh, awesome. A week still, later, still, <laughs> hey, you're doing better.
0: Can't <laughs> guess who still hasn't seen it though. Yeah, and I
1: also saw it in 4DX. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, I can't wait. This. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we have Bad Boys for Life. <clears> this is an action comedy released January seventeenth of this year, starring Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Alexander Ludwig, Charles Melton, uh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, I want to say I want to say Paola, but I know it's Paula Nunez. Cat yeah. um, Del Castillo, uh, Nick uh, <laughs> Nicky Jam, and uh, Joe Penta. Pentaonio, Joey
0: Pants.
1: Yeah, <laughs> ah, struggle You're
0: good.
1: Uh, directed by Adele L. Arby. <laughs> And Bilal Fala.
0: Those are the directors. Isn't the same Bilal from the first House Party that Martin Lawrence played? <laughs> <laughs> mm, nah. No. Nah. That's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, big stretch.
1: <laughs> so this movie is...
0: I'm uh, making myself laugh over that stupid one.
1: 17 years <clears throat> after Bad Boys 2.
0: 17? Because the last Bad Boys 2
1: released in 2003. Oh so shit! Has it really years.
0: been? Oh wow! And
1: yeah, 25 years since the first one. Cause that was '95. Fuck, I'm old. That's crazy. Fuck, I'm old. '95 for Bad Boys, 2003 for Bad Boys Two. That was and, almost 10 years.
0: And Bad Boys actually still holds up because I had I watched it not too long ago. I watched some parts. Some parts are kind of inundated, but not. Yeah. But as as a whole action movie, it still holds up. Yeah, was, And the humor was still I it holds up. today. Yeah,
1: <laughs> watch it today. I was trying to get through Bad Boys Two. But my Wi-Fi was messing up, so I kept pausing, so Mm -hmm. I still got a big chunk left to finish. Okay. Because I was kind of wanting to compare, but... I mean, they still hold up for the most part from what I was watching. Um, Like you said, the humor. Definitely. Um, So, again, set 17 years later. So, they've been in detectives for the last 25 years. And um, it's the same Mike and and Marcus. Just a little older. Somewhat more mature. Apparently a lot older. (laughs) Yeah, a lot older, (laughs) but... Still, you know, even though they're older they're and a little more seasoned, they still have that, you know, bad boys for life yeah deal. Um so what they're what they're up against basically is someone is going around killing people that are connected to a previous uh, case. And they're gotcha. trying to figure out who's behind it. Gotcha. Um the chemistry between Martin and yeah. Will still got it. Still got it, huh? Yep. I think this is the first movie that Martin's done in a while. It's, I, think in a he reti- I think he actually retired from acting and came out just to do this.
0: He's back to doing just, comedy. He's doing stand-up I just, comedy. I just figured he was just finally out of rehab. I mean, I what was the When was that? Was that during the second one where he had that like, breakdown in the middle of the street? I think it was uh, Blue Street. Blue Street, yeah. I tried to break down after that movie too. <laughs> no offense, Martin, but damn. Yeah. But damn, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, it was just,
1: even though Michael Bay didn't direct or produce this, it really, it kind of had like a Michael Bay feel to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But it just seemed like even though it's been 17 years, it just, right, right boom, back boom, at boom, it. Boom, huh? Yep, right back at it. Good. Um, Not alone, also with the chemistry, um, <clears throat> let's see oh, yeah, I did say that Michael Bay it does still kind of maintain that style from Michael Bay and then it has a better villain like the other villains in the first two movies were just kind of like hey I'm bad I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. something just because I'm bad one I'm guys even... <laughs> are, yeah
0: one guy was Russian yeah. one guy was Russian the other guy was Cuban and yeah. then also Russian I forgot Peter Storm. was it man I yeah. love him
1: so much yeah so it's like. They they kind of made it a little more personal for the okay. character, so it, it it carries some weight. Uh, one con, um, some of the chase sequences and driving, mm-hmm. they use some CG and it's kind of noticeable. Gotcha. But other than that, that's uh, not much I could say bad about it. <laughs> but uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. Shit, I bet. Forty X. Oh, seats. dude. Like I took my friend Erica with me, yeah. and that was her first time. She enjoyed it, too. Oh, I bet. I think it was a lot of people's first time, because there's one guy in the background was like, hey, I think my, my seat's broken. Seat's moving. I don't know what's going on. I think he was playing around, but yeah. I was like, it's a lot of folks. Uh, they had the little water effects yeah. during rain, and um, a couple of folks kind of surprised at that, which is weird, because they give you a little sample of what you're going to experience beforehand. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah,
0: But it was like... And, and basically, broken. I think someone's kicking my chair, <laughs> like York did. My
1: friend Erica, she yeah. said... She thought somebody was kicking her chair. She's like, hold up. This is part of the movie. Yeah. She had to take a breathe <laughs> like, Because like, somebody got down. thrown to the ground. The back of the seat was... Yeah. T- t- t-
0: oh, yeah. T- yeah. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. just yeah. thought the same thing. Like, Jeff cool. thought the same thing. It's Look cool. how far away we are from the person that's... Right. <laughs> right. Also, there's glass. <laughs> yes. Exactly.
1: But it was overall fun experience. I feel like... Even though I was thinking maybe this third one should have came a little sooner. A lot sooner. Yeah. Like... Like, In what were they waiting for? Yeah. 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 And I watched a interview with Will Smith and Martin. They were on The Breakfast Club. Yeah. And Will basically said he wanted to make sure it was done right. Didn't want it to be just some kind of cash grab kind of thing. Yeah. And um, just wanted to make sure it was right. So, I felt like
0: they got it right. You know, it's not perfect, but... To, to make up for Gemini.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a couple of things that made me think of Gemini Man. Yeah. I, I, I don't... It,
0: it, I'll go see Yeah. And Gemini Man's a... Uh, Red box, so I'll probably yeah. go finally watch those. So
1: probably like two moments where I was like a am like, hey, it seemed like Gemini Man right here. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad thing, it's like yeah, yeah. it's like no, yeah. better. Gotcha, gotcha. So they took some ideas from that
0: and implemented it here. That's awesome. Um
1: it had a budget of ninety million. And so that's actually far, a
0: good that's actually a good budget for one for an action movie mm-hmm. and an action movie with Will Smith. Yeah, I was surprised. Right? <laughs> um,
1: and it's made so far. Uh 215.6 million. Two hundred and fifteen? Two hundred and fifteen million. Woo. They're gonna, out they're
0: gonna make another one. Oh yeah, it's already they're, it's already they're, listed they're, on they're, IMDb.
1: Oh, is it? <laughs> now the rumor is even though Michael Bay wasn't a part of this, he's supposed to either produce or direct his fourth one.
0: He so, could just not. I'd rather him not he could find another franchise to run.
1: <laughs> now I will give one thing away. He does have a cameo.
0: Michael Bay does? Yeah.
1: I saw it, I was Great like. Noise. I guess they're saying, okay, well, without him, it wouldn't be a bad boys.
0: There still would have been, a bad <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let him keep thinking that though.
1: But when I saw, him, I was like, yeah, "Is that who that is?" had to look it up on IMDb, yeah. and I thought, like, "Oh, it was him."
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, so he was, douche.
1: even though he didn't have a part in making it, he was in it. He's gonna <laughs> have a credit. Enough. He's gonna have
0: a credit one way or another. Yeah, it was, it was bad enough. I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> okay,
1: that's a con. He was in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a con. <laughs> Well, if Quentin, Quentin, if Quentin Tarantino could be in his movies, yeah, but his have you seen? Really good. <laughs> if I say, have you seen him in his movies? They're not. It's not his thing. Yeah, acting. That no, was definitely not his thing. Nope. Most convincing role he ever played was as a Noah's impersonator on an episode of Golden Girls, That's... being his first actual credit to, and wow. it's his best one. Uh huh. Crazy. <laughs>
1: All, All right, right man. I'm tagging out.
0: I'm tagging out. All right. I guess I'll tag in. <clears throat> so I've already kind of, as I was preparing for the episode and everything, I was thinking okay, he's going to talk about Bad Boys. I'm going to talk about Jay and Silent Bob. Holy crap. It's like the ride or die theme, more or less. Yeah. Two best friends, essentially going on a journey of sorts. Okay. <laughs> Follow me. Go go down this rabbit hole with me. But two two hetero life mates going down this journey. <laughs> going down this journey. Both of them will be there. For, both of them have each other's back. Like both sets. Right. I mean, would do any for the, anything for the other. Obviously in Bad Boys, both of them talk a lot, whereas Jane saw Bob one just talks a bunch of shit, and the other one just there, just there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, so I've already kind of preemptively have titled. The episode, Ride or Die. There you go. Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I feel that this is going down. Um, so good on both of our parts for our choices. You know, All right, Just funny how that worked out. All right. So I never got to see Jay and Silent Bob reboot in theaters. Um, just, well, one, it wasn't ever. out was Very, it was very li- limited. Very yeah. limited. Yeah. Very. Um, it was fan... So it was partly... Um, crowdfunded, okay, so that's one reason <laughs> it's not really got a whole lot of distribution. Um, it's out on DVD, I downloaded it on iTunes when it came out. I I knew I was gonna own it one way or another, I might as well own it yeah. quicker and see it sooner. So right. no. I owned it quicker, I didn't see it sooner though, because <laughs> it's out on DVD now, and I could have, but it doesn't matter. Um, and this is a franchise I've known since, um My ex-wife, Bethany, introduced me to the world of Kevin Smith. I never had any reason to watch Clerks. um, Old enough, just not. Wasn't really my thing, you know, at the time. Wasn't what I was into. Um, Mallrats, didn't have an interest in. Didn't really look like it would interest me. Right. And then, um, I think, then Dogma came out. I ended up seeing that one with her in theater. Really liked it. So I'm back and watched the others. Okay. So and I'm like, okay, clips, I can see where it's funny. Actually it saw it. I think we actually saw it at a midnight show at the old Bargain Theater back in Missouri. And then um, And then yeah, watch them all on D V D. And yeah, it was okay. It's still not my it's probably my least favorite, but it still has its moment. Every every Kevin Smith moment or movie has its moments and you either like his movies, or you just don't? I don't think there's really any that are like on the fence. Either you like the humor or you don't. It's clear cut either way. It seems like it. I mean, yeah. um, however, I think Chasing Amy is probably my favorite still to this day. And it's probably the least, it's the most serious of the ones, I guess. I mean, other than Jersey Girl, but nobody counts Jersey Girl because nobody likes Jersey Girl. <laughs> um, if you do, um, let me know. I'm kind of curious. But I didn't like it as much. Um, I liked the part where Jennifer, where uh, J Lo passed away, but um, best part of Jersey Girl. (laughs) Sorry, so not a fan. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, not a fan. Um, Anyways, Uh, but yeah, and then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, one of my definitely one of my favorites. Definitely, it's oh my god! I I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. And then Quirks Two was okay. I wasn't super great. Um, Red State. Oh my God! I don't know if you ever saw it. Mm. I don't even know if it's still on Netflix. But if you could find that, you should see that because it's so different from anything he's ever made. Yeah. And it's definitely more serious, and it kind of deals with cults and stuff like that. I'm just now. I actually almost forgot about it, and I, I was like, wow, this is actually really good. You know, from it's so different from what he's normally making I just like really enjoyed it. Right. Um. And then Cop Out came out, and then it was terrible. And it's because he didn't write it, and that's part of the reason. Oh. The other reason is because him and Bruce Willis, it's well-known fact, they did not get along. Really? Oh, right. yeah. You can watch any of the, you can find it on YouTube. There's a clip from one of his, um, not stand-up, he does his like, Q&A things, like an evening with Kevin Smith. Right. And he talks about filming with Bruce Willis. So, it's...
1: Don't seem like Bruce
0: Willis gets along with a lot of people. Yeah. Which is funny because Kevin Smith ends up having a small role in Live Free or Die Hard. So, wow. Maybe that
1: was like Because he plays sorry. the
0: hacker with, John, <laughs> with Justin Wong. So, anyways, it's really funny. Um, that story's just hilarious. Tusk was different. All of his... his uh, what do they call it? The Canadian ones. There's like a trilogy. Canadian trilogy. It's a... Uh, I forgot what the first one was, and then Tusk, and then um, Yoga Hosers, but it was like a three-peat. Anyways, um, those were okay, not my favorites. I really like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that, it's basically a movie that, it's <laughs> so it's a reboot, which means it's more or less Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It's almost Not. the same story where they go on a road trip to go stop a movie from being made, and they make jokes about the fact that that's what they're doing. Like, but didn't you guys so already do that
1: once? Self-aware. That's, yeah, that's good.
0: it's it is this this movie should be called Jane and Bob Reboot. Cohen self-aware, <laughs> because I mean, if a lot of Kevin Smith movies kind of are self-aware without without being without hammering, you know, without beating the a dead horse, you right. know, like it. This one at moments you're like, all right, man, we get it. Yes, no, no. We got that too. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's almost like the dad trying to like emphasize a joke. Okay. Like remember see how you know a few people and it was like, no, no. You see why that's funny and then try and explain it? Yeah. There's a few times where it kind of felt like that to me. I was like, No, bro, I know. I'm it's like, we get it. It's cool. We we get it. You're like four <laughs> years older than me, okay? Four or five years older than me. We I'm it's good. Cool. I'm right there with you, man. It's cool. It's cool. We got it. But, you know, there were plenty of times I laughed out loud, you know, at whatever hour of night that was that I was watching it last night. And, you know, I was like, this is actually, you know, it was better when I was expecting it to be. Right. I expected I probably would like it. But considering the last few, I've only like, yeah, these aren't bad. They're different. Not, I'm glad it's doing something different and not trying to stick to one thing. Right. Because that's a sign of a director that grows, and that's how you can establish being a good director is trying is not staying and doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm looking at taking, you. Taking risks. I'm looking at you, Marty Scorsese. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't bash the pay Marvel my, movies and then numbers. go and and then go and make your own Marvel movie. Anyways. But um, he
1: did do his version of Avengers. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Old Avengers. <laughs> Old Avengers, Old Something Avengers, Something like that. Yeah, right. um, generic Venture No, that's not going to work. Either. All right. Anyways, um, so I, I did take a few notes um, in the dark, so we'll see if I can read my handwriting. Um, there are Easter eggs galore for all of the movies. Okay. Cameos from pretty much everybody, I think. That's been in a Kevin Smith movie. Has been in. It makes a cameo in this. Basically, if you are in any sort involved in any sort of Kevin Smith franchise of any kind, you are in this, and that not That's not limiting to just to just movies. Okay. That's TV. That's his TV stuff. That's his podcast stuff. Are in this movie, <laughs> basically Kevin Smith and his friends.
1: Anybody from the, the show they had with the comic book store, they're in it?
0: Cameos. All right. Everybody. All right. <laughs> Everybody. Um, so, kind of the biggest overall take from it is that amongst all the ridiculousness, there's a lot of heart, and there's a story about family, believe it or not. All right. So, kind of the main thing about it is that is that they find out, they get sued and find out that they're doing a reboot of Buntman Blunt, and Chronic. Right. And, uh, basically the studio that bought the rights ended up selling it on eBay for like $315,000 or something like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. To Saban Films, who's the name of the company that actually put out, uh, distributed, uh, the movie Jane, Silent Bob reboot. Okay. And actually, there's a movie that's coming out um, that I noticed they put on the, either on the calendar or on or on for trailers. That is by Saban Films, S A B A N. So, anyway, so it's a legit company, not just. A fictitious they do Power
1: Rangers. Sure, or used to or a TV show. That sounds like all right.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll look it up. <laughs> okay, but they uh, so anyways they find out they're making a reboot of Batman: The Chronic. And so Jay wants to do whatever he can to be sure this reboot doesn't happen. And they're going to do a last-minute filming of it at Chronic Con, like Comic-Con. But it's seriously a... Chronic Con is basically just a convention to show about Blunt Man, about the movie Blunt Man and Chronic. Wow. So Aerobase dressed up like that. And so they are trying to... So they're doing the road trip to try and get there and stop it so they're going to hollywood again just like in strike back they're going to hollywood to stop the movie being made um this time they're stopping the reboot from being made it makes sense yeah so they uh on their journey they end up stopping in chicago and find out that um, shannon elizabeth's character from um jay and Simon bob strike back uh has had a kid and kid turns out to be jay's kid yeah, but she never found out about, it, or she never told him about it. So, because she knew he would make a lousy father, so <laughs> they. uh So, anyways, they have a child. Child's seventeen because it's been seventeen years since Jane Saw and Silent Bob Strike Back came out, and they. uh So the kid is now. The kid turns out to be, played by. Carly Quinn Smith. So Kevin Smith's daughter plays Jay's daughter in the movie. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But when you look at him, like, oh my god, you could kind of see a little bit of a resemblance too, (laughs) which is kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) A little, not much, but a little. Yeah. Um. to make it awkward a little bit. Yeah, I mean they both have blonde hair and that kind of helps for one. Um, but no, the chemistry is obviously good because Jay's been around Harley her entire life, so they obviously have a good chemistry, and then she gets to work with her dad, which there's a joke about. There's very It becomes very meta towards the end because Kevin Smith plays Kevin Smith at Chronicon. Wow. So they make jokes about Kevin Smith and about how he's always in that. Uh, she's like, I wish he, I wish he would quit putting his daughter in all of his movies. So, you know, stuff like that. That's yeah. like, yeah, we we get the joke. Yeah. Got it. Um, but there's other jokes that aren't as kind of lame as that one, but there are others that are that way in really well. And it is really funny and you know, it's about her. She's upset because she never got to meet her dad, that he left before she was born. Yeah. And then she's got like three or four other friends that, you know, have some story about, you know, they met in support group. For not meeting their parents or anything like that. Or their dads. So anyways, they go to Con and they try and stop the movie. But yet, one of the girls is wanting to be a part of the movie before she has to get... She's uh, Chinese. Before she gets deported back, her and her mom are getting sent back to China. So okay. they have to go back. So she wants to be a part of that before... Because that's like their favorite movie or whatever. Gotcha. So, and then, you know... Um, I actually think... and. I actually think Ben Affleck's cameo isn't really even a cameo because he's in it for longer than like a minute. He actually has an entire scene with the two of them playing Holden McNeil from Chasing Amy. And I think his scene is probably the best scene in the movie because it's the most real, I guess. And you can tell that it's probably more Ben than it is the character talking. And that's kind of where I'm like, Okay, I kind of like that. I kind of like this. Um, and then he does a bunch of puns at the end that I really enjoyed. Because, you know, I'm a dad. He plays a dad. His daughter turns out to be... He has daughter to be a surrogate. Because um, he donates and then... Because Joey Lohan Adams is gay. So, she has, you know, with her, her wife or whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, their daughter... Their daughter is played by Jason Muse's daughter. Actual daughter. Okay. Yeah, Logan. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's interesting. Um But yeah, no, it's it's um it was uh it's really entertaining. It's really fun. If you like the Jane and Bob movie or the Kevin Smith movies, you'll like this. I don't see you being disappointed. It has it seriously has something for everybody. It has every cameo from all the movies. I mean, it's...
1: Yeah, I've seen some of yeah. them. I think... Mall rats. I know Dogma, I saw it in the theater, yeah. but it's been so long. Yeah. I would had to go back and refresh myself on that yeah. and probably watch them all. Yeah,
0: it's... Yeah. But this one's so entertaining. I, if you don't like it, then you probably don't like the other ones. I mean, I'm just saying, I just... Not saying it's true, but, I mean, there's some great cameos and different things. Um, so, let's see here. So, oh, um, secondly, I finally get to put my two cents on. Um, before we drove to Knoxville, um, we actually were afforded some time because I took the day off um, to try and be sure we had everything ready to go and everything. And uh, Ruth and I finally got to go to the movies, first time in a pretty long time. And we finally got to go see Knives Out, finally. Um is either going to be that or is either going to be that one or little women? So we end up with knives out. Okay. So
1: <clears throat> I still kind of want to see that.
0: Yep. Um, I tried to get her to come join us, to kind of give her thoughts on it, um, but she's worn out from the trip and after getting Grace into bed. So she's. So maybe next time. Yeah. So, um, but she really enjoyed it. She she really liked it. So that's, that's her. That's her, you know, easy review. She really liked it. Um, We both agreed it's a lot different than what the trailer perceives it to be, as far as tone. Yeah. It's not as quippy, I guess is a good way to put it. It's not a quippy comedy. It's definitely more of a... I mean, it's a whodunit. It's more serious, I guess, than... Yeah, with a little little humor sprinkled in. Right. But it's not... It's not like a more quippy comedy, and like a Marvel movie would be, where there's action, in, but there's a lot of quippy humor. Yeah, this isn't that movie, but it is very well done. So, if you were to take either version of Murder on the Orient, Murder on the Orient Express, and it was actually entertaining,
1: <laughs> that, that's the one that happened on a train, right? Yeah. Mm, so, if you wouldn't...
0: take either versions of those and made it entertaining, yeah, it would be this movie. Ah. Because those movies are both long and pretty dry. Wow. I was wanting to it see it takes for one. I'm glad I... I guess, to get, I guess it's good I didn't I mean, you can go yet. see it at the library and yeah. see it in spurts. But it's, it takes a while for it to get where it needs to be. Okay. This one, not so much. It's not told in a linear fashion. It's It jumps back, you know, and, and uh, does flashbacks and stuff like that, which is good. Yeah. Um... You don't really, it's very, I, I, you don't, you can't pre-guess the ending, I guess is a good way to put it. It makes a little bit, it ke, it does keep you guessing because you're like, okay, well, there's obviously going to, the only thing I could keep saying was, well, obviously it's going to twist somewhere.
1: Yeah. There's, and it, there's a twist. There
0: is a twist. <laughs> but this movie is well acted by all of them. Yes. You could tell Chris Evans was having a blast playing the bad guy. Yeah. After playing Captain America for Ten plus years, he is definitely having fun. <laughs> well, not ten plus, but after playing Captain America for through like six movies, he's yeah. he was ready to kind of play something different in this game and that opportunity. Oh yeah, so he plays the asshole rich kid. So, um, and so no, I thought I thought he was great. Um, Michael Sheen's always awesome. Tony Collects' character was cracking me up though, with her, you know. Kind of voice and yeah. just God. I forgot what she what kind like she owned a, like a lotion company or something like that. Some kind Some of pilot. weird like yeah yeah health thing. But it was it was cracking me up though. Um, and yeah, and obviously uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Don Johnson wasn't bad. Um, Michael Shannon's always creepy in that kind of way. The kid from It. Yeah, was it Ben? Do want to play Ben? I think. Yeah. Um, he was good. No. no um... Georgie's brother. He played Georgie's brother. So. Yeah. Um, but he was good, and then uh, Catherine Langford from Thirteen Reasons Why. Okay. That's where I. I was like, where the hell am I know her from? That's why. But yeah, of course, Ruth's not super great when it comes to knowing actors, she's actors and actresses. She's always getting them confused with it. Isn't that? And I go ahead and say, before you give me your guess. Yeah. That's it. Let me, let me go ahead and tell you it's going to be the wrong person. So no, but she thought, uh, but yeah, she's like, isn't that Cat That's not Cad Dennings. It's Catherine Langford. Actually, I thought it was, uh, Caitlin Deaver at first. Cause mm-hmm. I, for real quick, uh, yeah. Scene. Oh, we had a private screening too because we went early showing on a Friday for a movie that's been out since you know for a good minute. Yeah. so. <clears throat> so we had a private screen, so we were able to just talk out loud. Um, but I was like, and have our nice little that's not Kate. <laughs> that's and then I'm like, oh wait, that's not Caitlin Deaver. I was like, oh wait, that's the that's the, that's the girl from Thirteen Reasons Why. That's who that is. Um, she was good. Um, but I think. Uh, and Anna Dearmas, who I believe is looking at my ballot here, did she get nominated here too? I think it was no. Him. And she did it for SAG and Golden Globes. Yeah, but not for no Oscar. Nope, but not for uh, for that. Okay. So, and I really, but I really like this movie. I would watch this again easily. Yeah, I've seen see, it twice. actually. Because I want to see what. Well, I want to see if there's anything else I've missed. Yeah. Because it seems like the kind of movie that would have like little nuggets put in there where you're like, oh, you might have missed this.
1: Right. Like, damn, I, I have. Yeah, the second time I took my daughter because she wanted to see it. Because we went to see... Yeah, we went to see, but she saw the posters. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, that looks interesting. Maybe we can go see it. And there was nothing out one time I right. had her. So I was like, oh, let's go see it. And so she liked it.
0: Yeah, I don't see... I think... I think the kids probably... 11 or 12, maybe, you know, and this is something that might interest them, then I, yeah, it's fine to take him to go see. Yeah. Very little, if any, cursing, to be honest, at least no F-bombs that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, violence is, I mean, there's no violence because, yeah, I mean,
1: there's not. It's,
0: it, it's, it's very, mild. extremely <laughs> mild. Yeah. There's more violence in a superhero film yeah. than there is in this movie. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's extremely mild, and yeah, I would totally, I mean, if you're going to go see it, I'd take him to go see it, yeah. and he's nine. I totally would take him to go see this. Because
1: she was like, I'd like to see it again. I'm like, well, I really liked it.
0: Yep, exactly, because <laughs> it's so good, and yeah, no, and the story's great. It's not, it's not clicheish by any means. clicheish mm-hmm. that's a word.
1: Like, I wasn't sure, because this is... Kind of different from yeah. what we normally watch, so I was like, oh, "I'm curious how she'll." But she liked it.
0: Yeah, she thought it was funny. It was. She just really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I definitely am fan. Um. What I would, let's see here, real quick. So I gotta get past that one. So Knives Out. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's so good. Um. Real quick, I'm not going to spend too much time on this movie because it doesn't deserve to have too much time spent on it. Um, I did watch the movie Anna. A-N-N-A. Not not Hannah, but Anna. It wishes it were Anna, I guess. Or Hannah. So Anna um, was, a, it was a movie that they had for 99 cents on iTunes. So I'm like, sure, why not? It's an action movie. I'm sure I'll like it. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not good. It, it wants to be, it really wants to be, and I really wanted it to be more than it did, I think. Yeah. The trailer
1: Um, you sent me seemed like that might've been the best
0: version of it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's directed by Luc Besson, who, um, who wrote, didn't direct, but he wrote the transporter. Um, he directed Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets or some shit like that. That sounds like that was the thing. Um, he directed Lucy with Scarlett Johansson, which I liked. I like that too. Um, it's very different, very different from his other stuff, which I yeah I liked. Uh, directed the Fifth Element, which everybody likes. I am not as much as most people, but it, I mean it's fine. But it's not my. It's I don't like it like the way. Other people really like it, so um, he directed the original, the uh, the professional with uh, Jean Reno and very young Natalie Portman. Yeah, that's and he directed one. the original with him, Nikita. So okay, and then he directed this. Hmm. Mm, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of what I wrote down and then I ended up texting you was. What if the movie Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence, which anybody that's read any of my reviews before we started podcasting where I reviewed this movie. Um, what if Red Sparrow tried to be Atomic Blonde? That would be this movie. Huh. So it really tried. It did not succeed. Um, it basically takes this young Russian woman, uh KGB takes this young Russian woman and to kind of mold her to be an assassin,
1: hmm, kind of like Black Widow, kinda, <laughs> but not well.
0: But not well. <laughs> um, so Anna is played by Sasha Luss, L U S S, um, she was, was actually a model, which oddly enough come came in handy during this film because she played a model in the movie, oh. which she wasn't going around killing people. Cool. Um. Helen Mirren in this movie. I got to post a picture of it because no one will believe me otherwise. Helen Mirren did her best impression of a live action Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Really? He, really. <laughs> Can't wait to show you the picture after we get done. <laughs> and like straight up, and that's who I'm like. I was like, she playing Edna Mode in this movie? <laughs> Just f- no fashion, darling. No fashion. Just go kill people. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> <clears throat> this movie and then um but like red Sparrow, some there are some terrible accents um luke why can i not think of? luke evans he was in he plays Statham's brother in fast and furious who played gaston in the live-action beauty and the Bre- beauty and the beast remake um he's been in some other films he's also in this one he's I do believe he is British or he's always from the United Kingdom of, and he's trying to do a Russian accent it's not working out for him very well and I don't and I'm like sitting here going why are all these people trying to do Russian accents why don't they just hire Russian actors we've got plenty of them Peter storm here would have been perfect <laughs> yeah. nope not gonna work just the
1: Jojo Rabbit. That was kind of issue I had too. Their their German accents were kinda in and out. So
0: Yeah. So either fully commit or Yeah. Yeah. Or don't bother. Yeah. So um but yeah, I was just like, how is this director that's made these amazing action movies making this? And there are some twists at towards the end of the movie that you're just like all right. I didn't see it coming out. I don't know why. I mean, I knew it was going to end up ending sort of like this. Right. But not like this. You know, I it's going to wind up working out kind of like this, but not. the way it did, though, just didn't, no real good payoff. Yeah. But it's whatever. It's fine. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, for 99 cents, it was a fine movie. There's only one real good scene, and that's the scene in the restaurant. The fighting, the fighting scene the in the restaurant, which they show in the trailer. Wow. So.
1: You think it was studio involvement, or is this actually the director? That's a good question.
0: I, I don't know. I think, well, part of it's the story. So I think a lot of it's story involvement, I guess. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so that's all I'm going to spend time on that. I'm going to try and hurry up and finish this last one to wrap it up. Um, I wasn't going to originally talk about this, but I watched it earlier today. Um, while I was working on the website and outline, you know, finishing up the outline and everything else, <clears throat> excuse me, I ended up watching uh, The Edge of Democracy, which is a documentary on Netflix. That uh, it's a documentary on Netflix that ends up kind of channeling. Uh, it's nominated for best documentary feature and so um, I'm like well I'm trying to get through these so I'm gonna go ahead and watch them right So it's a it takes place in Brazil um, it's about corruption. it's a cautionary tale um, about the democracy um, in crisis personal and political fuse um, um, in the edge of democracy to explore one of the most dramatic, Periods in Brazilian history, combining unprecedented access to the presidents um, Lula da Silva and Dilma Rousseff, because I'm sure I'm not butchering those whatsoever, <laughs> um, with accounts of her own family's complex political and industrial past, uh, the filmmaker Petra Costa um, witnesses their their rise and fall and the tragically polarized nation that remains. It's fascinating. As someone that has never, as someone that knows very little about that, about what went on there, it was a fascinating, eye-opening kind of look into how other governments function, how corruption kind of, you know, catches up, and then people don't, obviously, um, with with their Brazilian economy on, you know, verge of collapse... Right, trying to rebound, and there's all this corruption. Obviously, you know they're the talk of overthrowing the government. You know, overthrowing, and you know, basically, they actually basically vote out the president. I mean, they they impeach him more or less, you know, right. for a more Americanized term of it, impeach and then removed. So you know, even in a broken down system, they can get that done. Wow. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah no it's it was fascinating. It's definitely now I don't know I really liked American Factory mm-hmm. um, but I think I like this one better. First of all, the cameras they use like they have for a documentary they have some pretty stylized shots mm-hmm. um, shot setups and everything like slow like a slow zoom, or a slow uh, move or push is what they call it okay. a slow push just showing you going into a building. I was like, it's not something you really see in a documentary. You see that in other things, but you don't really see that." Yeah. Documentaries are like exterior shot, interior interview. Found footage. In. Yeah. Okay. But it's like slow push going inside this building. And I'm like,
1: and then you're inside. I'm like, cool.
0: This is actually pretty cool. And then ex- the exteriors just, um, like bird's eye exteriors and stuff like that. I'm like there's a lot of thought that went into this. Like there's some good, pl- um, shot planning, you know, and, um, Stuff they, so I'm. They took,
1: took care with it.
0: They did. Like they, it wasn't just like, all right, we're just gonna make this us walking around, following these people, documenting everything. Let's get this done. Yeah, they they're like, no, we want this. I was like, yeah, but let's look at this. What if we did it like this also and added this? Yeah, to make it more appealing. I don't know what the word is, because it was appealing. I mean, the subject matter alone is appealing, but this right. really helped out. So I'm definitely a fan. Okay. Um. I might end up actually picking this one for Best Feature. I think American Factory may win. Honeywind's not going to win. It's not. I mean, it's tough, but it's not going to win. Okay. Um, It might be between these two. I don't know. We'll let's see. Um, but we, uh. but there's, but there's some good, um. I can't really say acting it, but I mean, it's, it's very well shot in the, I'm a fan of the director. I'll watch another one of her documentaries easily. Um, so, yep, that's the three. And then I did, cause I'm going through the shorts also. I did end up watching, um, sisters. Um, it's a animated short. Mm-hmm. So I've now watched all the ones available. Um, it's fine. It's not going to win, but it's, I mean, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's it on that. Um, Oh, so, okay, real quick, because I meant to talk about this at the beginning and I got sidetracked. Um, There's a film called Viola, um, a small independent, extremely small independent film um, about this lady who, this was covered, so, okay, let me backtrack because I'm getting ahead of myself. So, our friends at the Strange South Covered on their on episode four of their podcast, this lady called Viola Hyatt that went and did some killing. Um, they've now made someone has made a movie based on her, okay? So, and apparently it's been submitted to I think it's the Southern Film Festival or something like that. Um, so I'm going to try and reach out because I'd like to one see if there's a way for us to watch it or for me to watch it at least, but um to maybe talk to them, see if they want to talk about the film on the show. Um, but I'm very, very interested. I meant to tell you about that. Um, so I'm going to try and reach out. Um, um, just a reminder, uh, the BAFTAs are February 2nd and the Oscars February 9th. Um, got to get the ballots up so people can start kind of going through and filling those out. Well, Set of post so people can post theirs and again we're I've got a, a tumbler here that we're gonna decorate for Oscar ballot winner for whoever gets the most correct. I need a, we need to decide you and I need to decide on a category to be the tiebreaker um, if we have one that is a tiebreaker okay. um, We'll figure that out. yeah um, but and then lastly uh, trailers. Uh, the last thing he wanted, which is a uh, Ben Affleck and Hathaway um, movie about jour- report, you know, journalism reporting. And then it's fictitious. It's a fictional movie, not based on anything. Just um, a journalist gets mixed up in the wrong story or something like that. And I think it's a Netflix movie. I think I noticed. Um, Horse Girl with Allison Brie looks interesting. Kind of looks like an independent film. At least... From what I can tell, um, I think that one's also coming to Netflix. Um, let's see. Irresistible, which is Steve Carell, Roseburn. It's a, I think he plays like a, a uh, political advisor to try and get somebody to run, and then it turns out to be uh, Chris Cooper, who's like a farmer. They're trying to get him to run for mayor uh, in this district or whatever, or I mean in this city. Roseburn plays a reporter basically trying to be sure he doesn't. I don't know. It, it's a comedy. It looks funny. It looks fine. Um, so, yeah. And then Vivarium, which is Jesse Eisenberg, and I forgot who else is in it. Looks interesting, a little weird. Um, go from there. Uh, trailers will be up on our page, on our website, and, which is, yay, updated. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm actually doing a better job. I guess new year, new me, website-wise. That's about it. Uh, Oh, real quick. Very much much lastly. um, This week, we have coming out... Wow, the 31st already, man.
1: I know. Blowing
0: by. Yeah. This year. Yeah, totally. Um, So, this week, we have... Gretel and Hansel, because apparently we needed that kind of horror movie, um, to theaters and not just to Redbox or Netflix. But uh, The Assistant and The Rhythm Section, which is a Blake Lively hitman, woman movie, who I, with her haircut, thought was Mackenzie Davis. So It does look interesting, though. Yeah, I, but, but I don't know. <laughs> exactly. i got too many other movies to go see. Yeah, If there was n- seriously nothing else out there... I would definitely go see this. Like if I was caught up seeing everything, I would go see it. Yeah, because yeah. it would be a fun action movie. I, but I've got too much other stuff to go watch. So
1: yeah, we'll see how it lays. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be want to check it out. All
0: right, you go do that. I'll red box it for damn sure though, <laughs> or ninety nine cent whichever happens first. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I think that's it for us. All right. Till next week. So, um, for me, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next week.